Hey friends, welcome to The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. I'm your host, Andrea Fortenberry. This is a podcast about finding freedom from perfectionism to show up for the life God has for you. Mom life is messy, unpredictable, and just plain hard sometimes, but it's also amazing. I believe God uses it all to grow us into the women He wants us to be. We can't do motherhood on our own. We need God's help. We need wisdom from other moms. We need the encouragement of community. I hope you'll find all of that and more as you listen in. Welcome to episode 15 of the Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. Today I'm talking with my friend, Brooke French. Brooke is a nurse, writer, and an encourager to moms. She is a wife and mom to two teenagers and lives in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Brooke has a passion for empowering moms to simplify, slow down, and find joy in their everyday life, which we are all about here on the Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. Brooke, will you tell us, well, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Will you start by telling us about your story and how you came to being intentional and passionate about simplifying and overcoming overwhelm in in our life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for having me. So I'm excited. Um, Well, I'm passionate about it is because many years ago, well, not many, but like 10 years ago when I was a mom to two littles, um, preschool, toddler age, that whole span of life, um, I was very overwhelmed. And we were, um, I was a young mom and my husband and I were, we were married for about a year before. I just wanted to have a baby. And so we were married for about a year. I had um, Work, I was working as a nurse, working full-time during the day. My husband was working full-time during the day, doing a real estate business and working in the evenings, bartending. Um, we were kind of passing each other in the hallway, yeah. going and coming. <laughs> and um, my kids were great kids. And it was just all so much. I had, we had financial burdens. Mm-hmm. Um, we had kind of went up with the real estate um, market and decided we were going to invest in some property for extra income that was just going to save our lives. And so we lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had, um, worked so hard, um, to kind of dig ourselves out of this debt pit on top of just trying to survive with little kids. Mm-hmm. And we were just so overwhelmed. Our communication that had worked prior to marriage didn't work as well <laughs> after marriage with two kids. Right. Um, it was just struggle bus all the time. I was irritated. I was frustrated. Um, I was lonely um, being at home a mm-hmm. lot. I was still working, but then being at home, um, you know, when you're working, you miss them. And then when you're home, you're like, get me out of here. Right. You know? <laughs> right. So it was like this conundrum of emotions. I had, you know, my whole life, I just wanted to be a mom. I just thought that once I became a mom and I could go to the grocery store and do my shopping and just be a big girl, mm-hmm. life would just be, I guess, and perfect. You know, it would mm-hmm. just be, it was my dream. And I got there and I had it and I was like, this is horrible. This is so hard. (laughs) And I was just so overwhelmed. And so, um, 
I actually have been on and off Lexapro for depression and anxiety, just trying to like, what's my problem? Why can't I get this together? And then all the expectations and thank goodness this was before Instagram and Facebook mm -hmm. is what it is now. Um, but just even my inner circle, you know, the mommy wars and just like, well, my daughter's leaving here from preschool, going to her tutor or whatever. And I was like, right. what? like, I just, I hope she lays down for a nap when they get home. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, it just, all of it, it was just crashing down. And so I had this moment laying on the floor in our living room, mm -hmm. completely flat, mm -hmm. complaining to my husband, which was nothing new. Mm -hmm. um, but I just was like, I can't do this anymore. And by this, I meant the pace mm -hmm. we were all trying to keep. Um, I meant maintaining, I was trying to maintain a home and like, how do I get groceries and cook for them and feed them and put them to bed and bathe them and bathe myself and right. it was, you know, like so, so much. And whenever I said, I can't do this anymore, I didn't mean divorce, but I meant it's, it's something's got to give. Mm -hmm. And had we not had that moment, I don't know where we would be. You know, honestly, we, it could have ended up very different. So with that, slowly over time, we decided to make some changes. Mm. And we decided to simplify. And just what that means is that we put some boundaries in place. We quit saying no to a lot of things. And then we also tried to simplify what was around us. And so through the years, now that I have two teenagers and being in conversation with women, whether it's my girlfriends or through church and ministry or whatever it is, all those years, I was so lonely. This is, this is universal. Right. You know, this is, the circumstances are different, but so many women feel this way. And so when I would share my story, they would go, what? Like me too. Like this is, you felt that way. Like you get mad at your kids and you feel like you can't do it anymore. And I'd be like, yes. So that kind of led to me saying, okay, like this is a need. And these we're all walking around feeling like we're not doing enough. Right. And really there are ways that we can do this life different, that's slower, simpler, and just a better fit for, you know, ourselves and our families. I love that. And I totally agree. I can see a lot of myself in what you're sharing just about, you know, I, I dreamed to be a wife and a mom and have little kids. And then when it came, it was so hard. I, I, I guess just, I don't know, we have just these thoughts of how simple it will be and how wonderful. And we don't realize that with those blessings come some actual hard work. Absolutely. <laughs> I, heard, I heard someone say, I don't know who, who to attribute the quote to, but that your dream job is still, it still requires work. And I think that sometimes we forget that part that like, oh, this is what I wanted, but it can be really hard at times. And I just, yes, reson resonate with that feeling lonely. Like, even though when you have little kids at home, like there are people with you, like you can be incredibly lonely when you are a stay at home mom or mm -hmm. a working mom who is able to be home, you know, with your kids for any amount of time, it can be a really lonely place. And, and mm -hmm. I think that I can look back and realize that like in some of my loneliness, I like signed up to do a million things and that that wasn't the answer either right. <laughs> to right. try to fill my time, that that wasn't necessarily what 
was the best thing and it can overcomplicate our lives in a lot of ways. Absolutely. I mean, even good things, you know, like I, you know, many times was like, well, I'll host family. That was my thing. Like I'll host the family here because I do like to cook and the mm-hmm. hospitality. And I'd done that when we were dating and I was, you know, that was like right. sweet and cute. And they were like, Oh, Brooke will do it. And then, you know, you add the kids involved and I'm just trying to shower and you know, <laughs> right. like come up air and then it's still like well that's what I need to do I need to host everyone that's be good for me and then I'm like you know so frustrated you know and I'm not even nice and (laughs) and then my poor husband whenever I leaves he's he's gonna get it (laughs) right right so that leads in a good segue to this next question I have for you why do you think that women sometimes have such a hard time simplifying our lives like why why do we overcomplicate things sometimes? Well, I think that our need to do things for ourselves and our families, it comes from a good place. Mm-hmm. I do believe we truly want the best for ourselves, for our children. We don't want them to miss out. We, Frankly, I know this is something that I, the Lord brings me back to a lot, is that I don't want my kids to be unhappy. I don't mm-hmm. want them to miss out. I don't want them to be sad. Um And so those feelings tend to then create these actions that are like, oh, well, okay, you can go over there. You know, I'll take you, I'll run you over there to their house. Oh, well, yes, I'll come back and pick you up because I know that, you know, you don't like that part. And then it leads to, well, okay, yeah, I'll do that ministry thing because I I love Jesus and I should. And yeah, and so it's just this compounding effect And then you look down at your day, you go to start your day and you're like having heart palpitations because you're like, why did I say I would do that and that and that? And I I can't do that. It's not physically possible. Right. So I think it comes from a good place. Mm -hmm. Then let's add on these, the world of the media Mm -hmm. and all we see is perfection all around us, you know, like devotionals in the morning with their children, with the light cascading in (laughs) as they're kumbaya together, you know, and you're like, I suck, you know, like, I can't do anything with it. I just want them to get out the door, you know, alive with maybe shoes on, you know, and so it's just, but that bombardment of you, we laugh, but then, you know, like, I'll be like, they took their kids to go look at lights with hot cocoa and PJs in the car, and, um, I did not, you know, like I, right. I need to do more stuff like that. We have not done family things mm-hmm. or whatever these voices inside our head because we're just bombarded with all this information. So it just, it becomes so hard because you want to be enough. You want your kids to be enough and you just, you want to do the best. And we have all this pressure of, it's just, it's a great attack from the enemy because you always feel like you're not measuring up mm-hmm. and you're constantly feeling like you have to do for your children and yourself, or they're going to be missing out even in their future. You know, it it comes down to, you know, like, well, I don't want them to, you know, be on their therapist couch and say, well, (laughs) mom didn't bake, you know, fresh brownies with them or whatever, you know, it just, so there's so incredibly so much pressure on women. I don't see men struggle with that or, you know, dads, they have their own set of stuff, but 
I don't see them, go, you know, I'll tell my husband things and he's like, what are you talking about? Like you are, that's crazy. I never right. even think like that. And I'm like, oh. right. <laughs> so it's right. definitely harder for us women to. I agree. I agree. And I think, like you said, just that comparison that, that we just, I think it's part of our just normal life that we compare whether we're with people and looking at what the, you know, their house or how their kids are behaving. And then when we see things online, we just can start to go down that track and it's not, it's not a healthy place. And I think sometimes we don't realize that other people, you know, they don't do things that we do. And it's, it's a two way street. We just are so focused on, well, I'm not like this mom or I don't do things like her and my kids are missing out. And like you said about, we want our kids to be happy. And I remember sitting with my, uh, I see a counselor every month, just good monthly maintenance for myself. And so I remember one time her telling me, like, it's not your responsibility to make sure that your kids are happy all the time. And when she said that, it was really freeing because I thought, oh, I, I guess I thought that was my job was to make sure that they were happy. But I think that our, our real job is to help, you know, guide them through life and make sure that they turn out to be responsible adults and that they, you know, we teach them about the Lord and all of those things. And so sometimes they're not going to be happy with us because we want them to do something that they don't want to do, or they make a bad choice. And so really like when she said that, it really helped me to just shift and think, oh, it's okay if my kids get upset at me when I'm trying to do what I know is bad, best for them. So that really helped me to take some pressure off and just be like, okay, I can let go. They can be mad and, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard, but it's true. And now having teenagers to take it a step further, you know, I'm closer to launching them outside of my care. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'm currently learning and have to relearn and relearn is that it's only through struggle that they build those muscles of, you know, resilience and grit and even faith. You know, it's through those struggles, then that wrestling that they walk through that really, if I make it all smooth sailing for them, which I'm prone to do, mm -hmm. you know, I, then I'm not, I'm not really helping them. I'm right. really setting them up for a big slap in the face when, you know, the world comes crashing in. Right. That's so true. I remember just seeing various cousins or friends or people I knew, you know, that when they were launched that they had a really hard time. Like they didn't know how to do their own laundry because their mom always did it for them, or they didn't know how to balance their checkbook and were constantly overdrafting their account because nobody taught them to do those things. Their parents just did it for them. And that really helped me to appreciate, you know, that my parents taught me to do some things for myself. Mm -hmm. and balance my checkbook and things like that. And, and it really just reminds me of how important it is to teach our kids those things. And to, like you said, allow them to struggle or allow them to fail while they're with us. So we can help guide them through that and make, help them to, yeah, make the best of it and learn to be resilient. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so hard to do. It is so hard to do, but it is just absolutely necessary. It really is. So Brooke, it's December and we are in the Christmas and holiday season. And I know that moms can get really tripped up with like, we were talking about the comparison of like, oh, these moms are doing these things and I don't do them. And we feel all this pressure to make this the perfect season, make our holidays perfect, get all the right gifts, do all the right things. So 
can you give us some advice? What are some ways that we can simplify this time of year so that we can have more peace and less stress? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a very heavy season and it is a time where it's so easy to get, you know, sucked in. A simple example is, you know, most of us are doing a lot more online shopping this year. So like my email inbox, I don't know about yours, but I'm like, what? I haven't ordered from this company in five years. And like (laughs) they pull me some list, you know, like I'm waking up to 47 emails. I mean, it's just even just that, you know, is like, what? I mean, I know I don't have to answer all of them and I delete most of them, but it's just a bombardment of more information right now and bombardment of options. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I have to preach to myself and I like to share with other women is the first thing is just releasing some expectations. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I used to really struggle with was I would be like, I want to make sure that, you know, this family is happy. My core family is happy. Then this side of the family is happy. And then this sister-in-law and all the different things and make sure everyone was happy. And while that is a sweet heart sentiment, Mm -hmm. the reality is that there are only so many hours in the day. So one of the things I like to do is I just did it yesterday is look at December as the whole Mm -hmm. and go ahead and write down things you've already said yes to in your calendar. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like yesterday, I said, there are three more weekends till or three Saturdays until Christmas. And so it was, you know, it was as simple as, okay, we've said one has a dance performance next weekend. Mm -hmm. The other one has said that they are doing something else like the Saturday before and driving school on that Saturday. And I went, that's our three weekends, you know, like, right all of a sudden done, it's full. But had I not zoomed out on that calendar and went, Oh, this is how all of December looks. And then like, if you had those company Christmas parties or whatever you have to do, probably not as many this year, Mm -hmm. but whatever that is, go ahead and pencil in in those high priorities and then start eliminating some of the other things. Another good thing that I did a couple years ago, which made a huge difference is I just simply asked my kids, what Christmas traditions mean the most to you? And I thought they were going to say, well, you know, when we go see the lights, there's a special place here that does lights that we walk through and stuff. And when we go there and do that, that's what I thought it was going to be these big things. And they were like, this was, this was them being older. This is not little kids. This is them Mm -hmm. being older. And they said, well, we like it when we go to my father-in-law's house, which is Christmas Eve, which is what we do every year. And I was like, well, yeah, like, I mean, we do that, you know, like that's not a, and then I was like, oh, like to them, it is really, really simple. Like they don't need all this other stuff. I'm taking them to these because I saw the mom on Facebook that did that with her family and it looked fun. So I should probably do that. Mm -hmm. So asking your kids is a really, really good, it just, a it levels the playing ground real quick. Right. Realize that, you know, they don't, they don't need as much as we think they need. Yeah. And then another thing that I like to do is, which I used to do really, really bad when I was that young, overwhelmed mom, is January 25th, early February would come. And I was a frazzled mess. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, the credit card bills would then come mm-hmm. in around that time. Um, we had a couple other big bills that would be due, like insurance things. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I was coming off the holiday and then you're back to work and like new deadlines and new mm -hmm. whatever things going on. And by January 25th, I would be evil. I mean, I was just so worn out. Right. So now I like to say, okay, how do I want to look January 25th and then work back from that? Do I want to get that pit in my stomach when the credit card bill comes? Mm -hmm. You know, have I overextended? Because in December, everything was shiny and pretty and right. shiny, you know, because it's, it's such an easy trap to fall into, you know, like I'll buy one for you and I'll buy one for me. You know, <laughs> right. it's easy to do. So just as simple as saying, okay, like, how do I want this to look? This too shall pass. Like the holiday season will pass. How do I want to end up on the end of it? And then how do I want to end up Christmas morning? I don't know about you, but I've spent many Christmas mornings like, oh, you know, <laughs> just it's right. a glaze. It's a blur. And I'm not right. saying that you can fix that because there's just, it's a lot of kids get up really early. You're yes. You're up late wrapping presents. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but in the whole, I don't want to miss it all because I'm just this irritated, tired mess. Yeah. So trying to pace myself a little bit and I, I still struggle. I mean, I'll go like it's Cyber Monday, all the deals or it's Black right. Friday, all the deals. I've got to shop and buy all the things today. Yeah. Okay, no, like it doesn't have to all be done in one fell swoop. Mm -hmm. You can pace yourself and they will be fine. They will get plenty of gifts. Right. You will, you will be okay, you know, and just trying to like pull myself back a little bit and making sure I'm spending time with doing some simple soul care and just taking some time to like work out my thoughts and processes personally before I use them with my credit card or right. use them on the people around me or whatever. If I can get myself settled a little bit and calm down, then I don't find myself, you know, reaching for the credit card or reaching for, you know, whatever coping strategy you want to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just some, it, it can be a hard time, but just trying to make sure that we're pacing ourselves through it and really letting go of some expectations. Oh, I love that. So wise. And I just, that zooming out of the calendar is such a great idea to like you're you're like you were saying it's so easy to get so booked mm -hmm. all of our weekends and then all these extra things that we want to do so that with the talking with your family that is so so wise for us to do because like I agree with what you said like we think like oh we have to go look at lights and do the Christmas you know movies or go see Santa right. or all of these 20 things and what I have found is that the more I try to cram in with my family of these fun things that they all have the potential to be fun, but that we sometimes get stressed out with like, hurry, hurry, we got to go. We got to be here. And sometimes the family just wants a more relaxed schedule and simplified Christmas season versus all the running around and stress and everybody's mad and nobody wants, you know, we, that's not how we want to remember our holidays. So right. Simplifying. And then I love what you said about looking out a month ahead and thinking, how do I want to feel in January? So what do I have to do now? It's so wise. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's very, very important. I mean, even like I was thinking yesterday, I was like, I'd like to get my daughter's friends together, you know, for a little, they enjoy that they're getting older and, you know, but then I looked at the calendar and I was like, 
that's not happening. You know, like it just, it can't, it physically right. can't, they'll have to half have each other at school, you know, and call it a day. Right. Right. You know, like, but it, had I not, I would have opened my mouth, brought that onto my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you think this is a great idea? You know, and then felt guilty because I couldn't execute it. But just that simple of going, Oh, wow. Here we are in December. And that it makes a really big difference. I love that. One thing that I've tried to learn to do too is like you're saying, when I have an idea for something that doesn't come, you know, turn out or we don't have time or just those expectations that I can't fulfill, I've just tried to learn to say, oh, well, you know, oh, well, we, that was a great idea. Maybe next year. Oh, well, this didn't work out. That's okay. We can do this instead. So just that remembering that it's, it's going to be okay. Let's just take yeah, a deep breath that's and, really good. and refocus and, oh, well, it's okay. We can move on. <laughs> I need to do that too. And send like to my kids, how do you feel? And, you know, just that <laughs> even taking that stance and going, oh, well, like, and so they know like, it'll be okay. It's, right. You know, there's another month after this. It'll be fine. Yes. Yes. So what about Brooke, what about beyond December? What are some practical solutions or just regular practices that you recommend to moms that we can do in our everyday lives to simplify and have more peace? Well, one of the things that is really important to me um, that I kind of did back then and continue to do that's kind of been a savior for me is journaling. And it can be as simple. Sometimes I say journaling and people are like, Oh, that's, I don't want to get that touchy feely with my feelings. It can sometimes just be a list, but it is, I need to process my junk Mm -hmm. somewhere safe Mm -hmm. before I put it on other people. Oh, that's good. So a lot of times simplifying has to start with us first. Most of the time it does. It has to start with us. And if we're overcomplicating everything and adding on everything and saying yes to everything, it perpetuates through our homes. Mm -hmm. It's just like a reverberating tone that I can tell, like I can feel it in our home when there's like, I need to rope it in. My friend says, I'll call an audible and we're staying (laughs) home You know, I've changed, we're changing plans because I see it. I can feel that we need it. And so when I am keyed up and I'm going and I'm going, then it perpetuates through our home. So taking that time to journal helps me do that energy there Mm -hmm. instead of throughout our home. And then I can say, you know what? This is not a big deal. This is kind of not a priority right now. This Mm -hmm. is a priority and I need to put my time and attention here. Um, Just letting the Holy Spirit kind of give you that wisdom and discernment that is so readily available. Mm -hmm. However, we're zooming everywhere in it. You know, I'm guilty, you know, where it's like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then like you're, you're stuck under a mounding, you know, (laughs) schedule or whatever. So just taking that time, it can be literally 15 minutes. There are times I can look back in my journals and my fonts about, you know, two inches high because I'm just mad, you know, like, right. and they, and then, <laughs> you know, just going off. And, but it is me getting that out instead of when my kid accidentally spills milk, I'm losing my mind. And those mm-hmm. moments still happen, mm-hmm. but they're less because I got that out there and I'm going, okay, what is this really about? Mm-hmm. What is really going on? Maybe I'm just tired. And the Lord's revealing to me, you were up late last night, you know, reading this book and you need to get your booty in bed, you know, (laughs) or maybe it's something as simple as, you know, you've been 
running around and say, you know, you feel really guilty about telling her, no, you need to let that go. You know, mm -hmm. just some things that without that quiet time and that space mm -hmm. that um, I really helps me to simplify just on a simply daily basis. And it doesn't have to be with worship music playing. Mm -hmm. and it can be, it mm -hmm. absolutely can be like mm -hmm. knock it out. But if you don't, you can't do that. Even if it's in the carpool line, just giving yourself some space and margin for quiet. Um, some other things that are just simply practical um, is paying attention to what's around you. Mm -hmm. I know that, um, right, especially right now in Christmas, we get the magazines and all the things and everybody has these very decorated homes mm -hmm. or even just in regular everyday life when it's not the holidays, everybody's home looks like something out of a magazine. Mm -hmm. And that's not real life. The more stuff we have and the more, um, it's more time to maintain, it's right. more mental fatigue because it's just like do I keep this or throw it out or you know I've got to clean it it just takes up more space so as we go out of the holidays and into the new year making sure whatever you're putting back on the shelf or what you're putting back is something that you actually want to keep and maintain and take care of and so just making sure that around us because if like if you saw my office right now it it'll make your heart race because there's a lot of piles and there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, but I, I, I can't keep this up. You know, mm -hmm. I know within a week or two, I'm going to have to be like, all right, you know, these, let's file these bills, let's throw mm -hmm. this away, whatever it is. Um, because that stuff starts to wear on you. Mm -hmm. So some simple daily is just, you know, throwing away, you don't need to keep every piece of your kid's artwork. I mean, it's cute and all and lovely, but you just don't mm -hmm. because it's going to make you frustrated when you go in the kitchen and you're time to cook dinner and there's papers everywhere and school bags and books. It's just, right. I mean, I have videos from that overwhelmed mom many years ago. I mean, we lived in a small townhouse and we had not one, but two toy kitchens in the living room for our kids to play in okay. and bins and bins of toys. I mean, they could be there for eight hours a day and never get through all those toys. Mm -hmm. to play. And it was like, I was living in chaos. And one of the things that frustrated me was all the stuff. It was right. just so much stuff. Um, so I would, I recommend taking some time, especially after the, you know, with the new year coming, just to declutter, to get rid of, I mean, if it's broken, you don't have, you have missing pieces, chuck it out. If you need take your kids to grandma's or get a babysitter for a couple hours, they will not die if they right. come back and some things are missing. So that's really, really important. And it's a really big part of my life, keeping our lives simple. And then um, just some other practical things is just really making sure that you know you understand that you have a limited capacity mm -hmm. <laughs> that we get so wrapped up in ourselves and everything going on and we forget that we are limited and right. we can't do everything and sometimes you just need someone to kind of you know put your hand on you and go honey uh-uh you, right. you, you can't do all the things i have to do it to my children mm -hmm. like guys we can't go everywhere. We cannot be all things to all people. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things that would be helpful and I try to do is share what I'm saying no to share what I'm, I mean, some really good things like many years ago, um, I got asked to lead a Bible study 
I love leading Bible studies, but it was on Tuesday night. It was the one night a week that we weren't, you know, coming home for dance or going to basketball practice or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was open. Mm -hmm. Yes, I could theoretically do it, but it was the one night during the week that we could sit down around the table mm -hmm. and eat a meal. And so I, for years, years had to say, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And you, you know, like, am I not going to get my Jesus check today because I'm sitting there to the Bible study? But the truth was, it was like this, this season I'm in, I don't get, you know, I don't get this part back. So yes, I'm going to say no for these years. And then maybe our schedule will change or whatever, but just really letting go of some of those expectations of what you see around you in that comparison. And then um, making sure it's a still something we practice that can be really hard, but every time I do it, I feel better. It's just taking that time for Sabbath mm -hmm. and just, it's not a full day. It's not, you know, like we, it's very, very simplistic, mm -hmm. but it's just a time where we don't have a lot of plans. Sometimes for me as a mom, it's, I need to get a couple loads of laundry done so I can just sleep in peace, you know, without right. not worrying about it. Right. Um, sometimes it's as simple as I just want to watch a Netflix show that I can watch without you in here. You right. know, by myself. Right. It's just something simple at taking the time of with no plans, no running around, no errands. Mm -hmm. Um, where you're, you're at home. It's really important to us. For years, we would, through our church, um, at, get asked to be in a community group, and it was always on Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. And I tried it one year, and Monday mornings, we do Sunday, like rock stars, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but Monday morning, it was, it was torture chamber. Mm -hmm. Even yesterday, with my son being still 13, I knew that at two o'clock, we needed to take a friend home. Cause he needed mm -hmm. that downtime mm -hmm. for the rest of the evening just to just be right. and just to chill with no agenda. And so I had to stop saying, start saying no to those because I was like, for us, for Sunday nights, it needs to be winding down mm -hmm. to be ready for Monday morning. Um, so just some things like that, giving those Sabbath practices and incorporating them, go ahead. It, I, it helps me on Friday to say like, okay, like, so yes, we're going to go here and yes, we're going to do this. But then Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, then, you know, I'm going to throw a pot of chili on or mm -hmm. wave some leftovers, whatever, but we're not, we're not running around. We're not inviting anybody over whatever. Right. It is. So that's been really, really helpful to us and making sure they don't get it right all the time, but right. to do the Sabbath. Oh, but, I, yeah, I love that. We try to do that too. It just really helps to like you said, we just all need some time to just be and to not have an agenda. And it, it's just been so helpful. I like to take a nap on Sunday or like you say, watch my Netflix show that I yeah. want to watch because the kids dominate the TV most of the time. Absolutely. And it's just helpful to have that unstructured rest time and God created us for rest. And I think that we have a hard time as moms feeling that we can rest. We feel like it's selfish to do that when we know we have cooking, cleaning, you know, X, Y, Z on our list. That's forever long to do. But I've learned that when I don't take that intentional rest time that, yeah, I burn out and I'm more irritable and frazzled than if I would have just rested for a while and then 
gone back to those things that I need to do. So that's such a great great practice that we could incorporate all year round. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I just two weeks, two weekends ago, Sunday, church led to lunch, which led to run and target which led to like run into other stores mm-hmm. and monday morning i was so mad at myself not because of the kids but because of me like right. i knew i was like i if i would have just taken time that could have waited till monday or tuesday when i'm out and about anyway mm-hmm. picking up the kids or whatever mm-hmm. i would have felt so much better so once you do it a little while it's you know you start to taste how good it is and yes. then you know you'll realize that I need that. I will be 10,000 more productive during the week if I take that time on Sunday just to stop Mm -hmm. and just be. Love that. I, my mom sometimes reminds me that we are human beings, not human doings. And so we need to take that time to just be. (laughs) Absolutely. So Brooke, I know you have some resources on your website that our listeners can check out and download. So will you tell us about those? Yeah, absolutely. So I just wanted to create a place online where you could go and I try to create free resources that are current. So I have, for instance, a um, way to simplify like virtual learning and homeschool, just simple tips on there too, because we're all kind of in some form of that, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, Just some simple tips that aren't hard or complicated because that's not going to work, but just something as simple as letting them FaceTime their friends for an assignment or things that are just very simple that can help us all survive. I also have on there some devotionals, um, just some ways to kind of, and stories of kind of where I've messed up. So one, (laughs) you feel a little less alone. also understand where Jesus meets us in that and just kind of got our hearts and minds. Um, I think that's really important. I also have any just 20 simple ways to just give yourself daily soul care. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not going to get a massage, which I wish it was, but that's (laughs) not realistic. It's just simple 15 minute, Tim, you know, turning on some music while Mm -hmm. you're working on your computer, just simple things that can help calm our souls and slow us down a bit. Um, and then I also have on there just the things that teach you how to journal some one, two, three, one, two, three simple steps just to help you get that journaling habit started. Um, and then I also have a simple tribe community on Facebook, um, just a place again, I felt so lonely all those years, but the truthfully, I was not the only one struggling, right. but just trying to create a safe place where people can go on and say, this is a hard day or this really helps me. And maybe this would help you too. Mm-hmm. So just oh, I love that. free resources. Awesome. Well, I will definitely link that in the show notes so that listeners can find that. At the end of every episode, I like to ask some fun questions. So what are you reading, watching, or listening to these days? Well, I am, I just started season two of Virgin River on Netflix. It came back out and I want to watch The Crown. I haven't got to the third season of that. Um, But I'm also reading, I just finished Allie Worthington's new book, Standing Strong. That was very good. I almost feel like I need to go back and reread it because it was just 
so impactful. Mm -hmm. And then um, some fiction. I am reading some series. I went on Facebook and I was like, I need some fiction help because I'm getting nonfiction kind of sucked in. Um, but Ellen, Ellen Hildebrand. So okay. she writes fiction. It's not too deep or scary because I don't like scary. Yeah. Um, it's just a little bit of mystery and a little bit of fun. And it's set oh. in St. John's, you know, the Virgin Islands. So oh, that's, that's fun. Not, I feel like I'm, you know, on a vacation. Oh, but, I like yeah. that. Very, I'm, very good little series. I, I like to read fiction at night before bed, something light. Yeah. And then nonfiction in the mornings. I like that. I'm more of a nonfiction reader, but I, yeah, I have too. found that sometimes I get out of the reading habit and usually it's fiction that will mm -hmm. help me to get back to just that regular reading. Routine. I am um, one of my kids, a little librarian one time, my son was very big on nonfiction for many years. Mm -hmm. And she said, honey, you have to read fiction because it shows us how to be in touch with our emotions and feel for others. Oh. I never thought of it like that, but she was saying the connection, you get the connection with the character. Yes. I can yeah. see that. And so I was like, oh, even though what I'm reading is very light, but mm -hmm. you know, I was like, I can see that. I can see that where you get to kind of transport yourself and learn about right. characters and things like that. So good, good for our brains, I think. Oh, I like that. I'll have to remember that and remind my kids of that too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. You've shared so many great tips already, but what is your best soul or self-care tip for moms? We got to move. That is just for me. I also finished a book burnout and it was talking about the stress cycles and things like that and how we are constantly stressed, but we don't have anywhere to get it out. And movement is one of the easiest, simplest ways. And so we are just so behind our computers, behind our right. screens. I mean, we're driving around, sitting in our cars and um, we're not getting any younger. And so I just, something as simple as making myself and by making myself, because I'm not going to do it, just, just stepping outside, walking a little bit um, with my kids. It's really helpful. How was your day? You know, mm -hmm. that goes a lot better on a walk than in the car when mm -hmm. you first. Yes. Um, just, you know, taking the dog for a little walk, um, some, especially it's a husband and wife, good connection time, you know, just to take a little walk and connect family walks in the evenings, really, really important. Um, sometimes it's self-care. I put in a podcast that I've been wanting to listen to mm -hmm. and I can listen to it without anyone, you know, right. <laughs> um, but just that is probably one thing that I know um, really makes a difference for me and my soul and helps me. I mean, it, you do, you truly release good feel hormones mm -hmm. and it really can help me see things not quite so emotionally, but a little yeah. bit more logically um, when I get moving and someone that has struggled with depression. I mean, it is a natural serotonin boost. Mm -hmm. And one of, one of the ways that I was able to get off of medication and things like that was that natural just movement and boost of serotonin without all the side effects right. that the medications can give. But it's really, in moms, we're so hard on ourselves because we'll go and do for everybody else. But mm -hmm. just taking that 15 minutes to get outside and right. let the sun hit your face just for a minute, even mm -hmm. in the cold months, it's mm -hmm. really, really important to get outside. 
Yes. I love that. I remember when my kids, yeah, were little and sometimes my husband would be, would come in and just see how frazzled I was and say, go, just go for a little walk, like just a walk around the block. And it really does help because you just get a little space to breathe and to hear your own thoughts. And I agree. This year, it wasn't because of the pandemic, like being at home, but when my kids started on spring break back in March, I decided, okay, now that they're home. I'm not having to run them around in the morning to get to school. I'm going to take the time to work out and exercise. And I've really been able to keep that habit. And it's not always easy to like this morning, my alarm went off and I did not want to get out of my warm bed and it's dark outside, but I just know already how much better I feel when I'm doing it. And it does help relieve stress for sure. So it's one of those things that we may not want to do it initially, but the more we do it, the better we feel and the more motivated we are to keep doing it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's important for our kids too. I mean, now having teenagers and hormones and wonky feelings and weird, yeah. you know, just saying like, why don't you go for a little walk, you know, and like, yes, been outside. Have you seen daylight and then virtual learning and things like that? every time I'll just make, you know, I'll give them a landmark and be like, you got to go to that house and back, you know, or whatever, um, just to make them. And then every time they're just a little more bright eyed, a little bit fresher, their perspectives a little bit more open. And I mean, just, it really, really makes a difference. It's just, I don't think we were really created to be quite as sedentary as we are right now. Absolutely. So it's, it's a, it takes work to do it, but it just really makes a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Next question. What is God teaching you in this season? So much. (laughs) Hard-headed. Probably most having teenagers, I kind of alluded to it earlier, um, in the parenting world is letting my kids struggle. It's when they're younger, you you know, like, don't touch that. It's hot. You know, you're Mm -hmm. just, everything's immediate. Is that, oh, they're in a bad mood. They're tired. We're going to go to bed earlier tonight. We're going to, and when they get older, you can't finagle those rules. So you you just don't have as much control as you would like to have as a control freak. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I am learning that in the hard that they go through, that that is drawing them closer to God. And I can preach to them all day long or give them scripture and model it as best I can. Um, But this is something they have to walk out themselves. And I want that grit in them. And I want that strong faith in them. And I want them to, um, you know, persevere when things get hard. But I can't teach them that. And life sometimes has to show them some hard things and I have to watch them be nervous and scared and push through to be brave. Or I have to watch them face their friend that made the team and they didn't, you know, and I have to encourage them, but then I have to let them walk that out. Mm -hmm. So um, God has just been teaching me like, (laughs) let me be gosh. (laughs) He's always teaching me that. And so (laughs) Like you are staying in your lane. This is not yours. You know, I'm good at being God. And so um, definitely in the parenting world, letting him just do what he's going to do with them. And then me just being obedient to what he's called me to and then letting the rest go. Mm, That's good. That's good. 
Well, Brooke, this has been so fun. I'm so glad that you were able to share just such great tips with us. So where can people connect with you if they want to find you? Yeah, absolutely. It's really easy. It's brookefrench.com is my website. Brooke with an E. Some people do know E, but I have an E. And then on Instagram, it's just Brooke French. And same on Facebook, it's Brooke A. French because Brooke French was already taken. She's a famous doctor. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so very easy to find and I'd love to chat with you and thank you so much for this time. It's been fun. I'm, it's a nice girlfriend time for me. I, I know it's a great way to start off the week Absolutely. for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Would you do me a favor and help me get the word out about the Perfectionist Guide to Mothering? I'd be so appreciative if as you listen, you take a screenshot, post it to social media, and tag me. You can also rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening so that other moms can find it. Looking forward to being with you next time.